Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? You are now listening to Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. And our guest for today is Kelvin Weathers. Kelvin is a consultant, speaker, and author. He's a co-author of Amazon best-selling anthology, Still I Thrive. Kelvin, so, so very glad to have you with us today. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the Resilience in Action podcast. It's a great podcast. I'm honored. I'm glad to be a part of it on uh, on your platform. Thank you for allowing me to share on your platform. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for being here. Um, go ahead and give us a little bit of background. Tell us about yourself. I'm a, I'm a Houstonian, a Texan, really. Um, uh, I'm a, a work, uh, I've been in sales in a sense for about 18 years uh, during the day, but also I'm a, I'm a speaker. I work with a uh, universities or high schools. Um, um, uh, I'm an HBCU graduate from uh, Texas Southern University. Um, and uh, I um, kind of work with, because of my first generation uh, a graduate, uh, neither of my parents finished uh, college. So um, I, I work with um, different schools, mentors, I, I mentor uh, also in high school. Uh, so, um, I'm the oldest of five. Uh, uh, I have four siblings. Uh, so um, that's kind of a little bit about me and kind of what, what I do. And I, I speak, I, I, mentor, I consult uh, with organizations. Even Friday, uh, even coming up, I have a pro- presentation for on student discipline, improving student discipline and teaching morale for uh, Houston Area Association of Black School Educators. So um, so that's, that's somewhat kind of who I am and what I do. Uh, you know, and, and who I am. That's awesome. Um, how did you, what led you on this journey to becoming a speaker? I, I, um, I was, I wasn't actually in church. There was a gentleman who, uh, my great grandfather was a preacher and um, we had a, what they call in church a revival or meeting. And the, the person who brought in an individual, he said that he saw he saw in me what the person that was up going with that. He saw the same thing in me as he, I could be like this individual. I think he knew my great grandfather. So he started, you know, he said, encouraging me to, you know, put stuff together, you know, do, do devotionals, put, put things together. And, and I started doing it. Um, and, and just, uh, as I got better and, and, and just grew in doing it and, and you know, got more confident, uh, you know, family members. Uh, you know, I, I haven't always had encouragement from family, but I had aunts who were just really encouraging. They would say stuff like, hey, good looking. And, you know, and they would, people would be like, oh, you're doing good. You're doing great. And, and even as I was practicing, starting out speaking, they was encouraging me. And I kept doing it and doing it and got better and better and kind of, you know, saw that I had a gift. And, and that's kind of how the beginning, that's the speaking journey. Uh, and um, even with the mentoring, uh, that's something that kind of came about even when I thought it wouldn't have come about because mm-hmm. of uh, things that happened to me in, in the past, but I uh, ended, ended up in being involved with uh, mentoring in a high school. Uh, so that's kind of uh, kind of how that journey began. It was kind of like I was encouraged to begin, even in sales and speaking, it was really like, 
it was kind of like I stumbled upon it to a degree, I would say. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, gotcha. I didn't set out and I didn't set out to be a speaker, set out to be an educational consultant. Uh, it's kind of like I was encouraged and, and led along that path. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what happened, what happened when you were younger that made you think that this wasn't for you? Well, I'm, I grew up as a very, at one time, and I think I still am, but I, I, I was a voracious reader growing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I didn't really see myself as a speaker because of, um, I've never been a really taught me. My dad was 6'2", he's 6'2", and I wanted to be taller than him. But I never grew to that height as him. I've never been a big stature type person. So I didn't see myself like as this towering, you know, some people like you think their speed, they have to be towering tall or, you know, um, um, you know, I don't know, Idris Elba or, you know, Denzel or, or Will, you know, they have to be like this stature type person. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see myself in that sense of being that kind of guy or that kind of person. But um, during, time passed and I, I saw that I could, you know, I didn't have to be exactly like other people. I could be my own person and still, you know, make a, make a name for myself or make an impact uh, along that line. So I wasn't, you know, I grew up, I wouldn't say, you know, from poverty, I wouldn't say that we grew up really, really poor. We didn't have that much, but I wouldn't say we were dirt poor, but I really, there wasn't that many people around necessarily who were always positive, who were always encouraging you know my parents divorced really young so there was some there was some difficulty and some dysfunction early on it had to be overcome uh within the family to kind of to get to a certain point Mm -hmm. what did what actions did you take um i know you said you there there had to be you know work within the family to get to where you are today um but what Mm -hmm. action steps did you take for yourself that yeah. that allowed you to you know overcome those obstacles. That's a great question. Um, I would say reading and, and being around. Uh, when when I in elementary school we had a, a spark program. We had a program, and we had I had teachers that really took an interest in me, uh, who I who I who I really gravitated gravitated towards. Um, Miss Bryant, I remember her in fifth grade. Uh, and then in middle school, even one year, I, I fell back one year, but I had good teeth, you know, in middle school at Ryan and, and at Yates High School. Uh, but I think what made the difference was um, even through church and through just other people, they that were, they kind of started encouraging me to do things and being involved in organizations and then getting involved in organizations, whether it was speaking, whether it was volunteering, uh, that made a difference in my, in, I believe in my mind, even though I was, remember when we were young, we went to Shape, it's a community center called Shape Community Center in Houston. And they teach like, uh, that's the first I even knew about Kwanzaa. Uh, and they teach, you mm-hmm. know, like Black Friday, they teach, um, you know, certain things they teach, you know, and how to, uh, you know, I went camping for the first time and some other things like that. So that, being a part of these different organizations, uh, I believe, made a difference. Made made a tremendous difference in my life. Uh, um, I don't know if it, it passed down to my siblings; all of them are teachers. But uh, it, it made a difference in my life, kind of, to, to keep me from a, a, a path of of going nowhere. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, did did your past play a big role in um in you co-authoring Still I Thrive? Yes, yeah. Uh Still I Thrive, um it came about because you know, sometimes I don't know, when you sometimes in life you you experience certain things and you you can become cynical, you can think it's just too good to be true. And when the gentleman was talking about it, he wanted to have a project, an anthology. I was like, you know, is this really? He was saying he wanted to get a group of people to come together and share their stories and about pivoting and evolving after a crisis, right after COVID began, and uh, talking about how we, you know, people pivoted and evolved. And, and I used even my past. I used. Uh, uh, I used. Um, it's in the book. It talks about a situation where uh, I got lost and. Um, in, in, in a run-in with law enforcement that wasn't mm. positive. Um, and so that I, that, that I was able to tell a little bit of my story in the book, in the chapter that I'm in. And so that did make a difference because I was, I was thinking, well, should I participate in it? But once I knew that I was going to be involved in it, I said, I, I need to put some of my past in the book, at least to reference it in the book. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I figured as much, but always like to ask those questions because because you, you you never yeah. really know you know yeah, um yeah, yeah. what has what has been one of the most difficult situations you've had to learn how to navigate um well i mean even the uh because of the conviction uh uh the Mentor, I was uh, I, I applied to be a mentor in through the Houston Independent School District once, and I was turned away. Mm-hmm. And then after about uh, seven years, uh, then I was able to be, you know, I was asked to be a part, and I was skipped. I was thinking, are they going to reject me again? But I was accepted uh, to be a mentor. So um, the the and you know the the I would say that, and also dealing with. Uh, uh, personally dealing with uh, I'm not a father yet so that that's that's been a difficult mm-hmm. degree um, th- those are kind of things I would say that the um, that the that part of my past and uh, fatherhood not being a father that would be the opposite the most difficult yeah uh, of dealing with gotcha 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 you said conviction and I know earlier you said you had a run-in with the, with law enforcement that wasn't wasn't good are they one in the same sword? Exactly. Yeah. To be honest, when 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 we think about even, uh, you know, whether it be in Akron, whether it be, you know, I don't want to say George Floyd, but but even Dante Reed or mm-hmm. whoever, I, that could easily have been me. I mean, I could easily be not. We we wouldn't even be talking uh, because I was uh, in 2010. My grandmother passed. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, going, I was trying to go, I was going to an event, I was going to a church service. I was trying to just get some some kind of uh, help and I just didn't know where to go. So um, I was lost on the highway uh, about 13 years ago and it was a situation where uh, law enforcement said that I did something that I said I didn't do. It was an exchange and there, there was an issue that happened in, in, that, in that instance. 
uh, where uh, I left the scene where I could have been dead. I mean, I could easily not be living right now because of what happened that night. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so that that um, so so when I think when I see situations where whether it be Jalen Walker or uh, or Jacob Blake or whoever it may be, um, I realize that could easily be me. Um, that you know could be paralyzed or could be dead easily. Yeah, I was. Um, I I have a degree in criminal justice, and oh, okay. and um, in one of my ethics classes, uh, we were talking about. Um, I'm not sure which person it was but the, the recently he was a he was arrested and they put him in the back of a paddy wagon and he was mm-hmm. handcuffed mm-hmm. and they what literally what they called when i was in class they said they went the bumpy way mm-hmm. and you know making those really hard sharp turns and mm-hmm. through the um the the person in the back all over the place and and now he's paralyzed um mm-hmm. i there's a level of just complete um, lack of humanity. Yeah. There, there must be. Um, and I know a lot of, you know, I went to school for criminal justice, so I know a lot of law enforcement. Um, but there's just, there's just something that's missing in those officers that they can just have a complete lack of um, yeah. disregard yeah. for the human experience. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, how have, how are you coping with what's been going on recently? Well, I, it, it's kind of a, it's a catch-22 because um, you, you want to be involved in making a difference uh, on, you know, it's a buzzword now, you know, I talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion mm-hmm. and uh, belonging, but, but trauma, I, I don't, because sometimes though to see that it can inflict so much trauma, you know, see if you see someone killed or watching. Uh, I was a, recently, we were part of a, I went to Grand Valley State University, had a, a, a black male boys symposium, black men and boys symposium. And uh, when we went to Grand Rapids, Michigan, recently they had a situation where a 26 year old gentleman named Patrick Loyola, he was, uh, uh, now the officer has been indicted uh, for killing him. Uh, <laughs> and they were, that was a, that was a, situation that they were talking about during this because I was going there to deliver a mental health presentation. So it's like a constant trauma. I don't I don't want to I don't believe in constantly, you know, revisiting those images, yeah. the images all the time. But um, I do uh, seek to, you know, make my voice be heard and and, and through organizations, uh, one of them is color of change and other, you know, as far as um, Make you know speaking out against mm-hmm. injustice, but not not revisiting you know those those you know those those images all the time. Yeah, I think um, it's it's one thing to like empathize, and there's another thing to actually where that where you know you can easily yeah. become that trauma. Yeah, and yeah. you know finding that sweet spot where you can advocate mm-hmm. without yeah. it impacting you just at a you know at a yeah. what am I looking for like impact you um greatly yeah yeah <laughs> easy yeah, word, but yeah. I couldn't think of it um but yeah yeah okay. it's a book 
Uh, it's a book out. Um, I don't. I'm. It's your show. I'm not. I'm not allowed to get to that. Uh, uh, it's, Go ahead. Uh, it's, a, it's a book out. Of, I haven't read. It. It's called The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. I believe uh, Rashida Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's been on the Breakfast Club, and, and um, she she referenced the book there. But she's a University of Houston professor. Uh, so there. I mean, um, the images, things like this, can have. It affects our mental health. It affects us. Um, you know, this is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month this month, but it affects us. So I, I, I don't want to just be immune and not see it or not, you know, just keep it out of my mind. But I try not to immerse myself in, in, the, in the images. In yeah, the absolutely. Um, what what do you do? Like, how do you navigate um, a moment when you feel like, you are taking on all of that trauma. What do you do to take yourself out of that mindset? I I, I would I just shut off. I I, um, I, I listen to music. Mm-hmm. I um, I meditate. Uh, I may pray. Um, I I just shut. Sometimes um, you know just go riding and just you know listening and just kind of getting away. Um, or, or even, you know, uh, doing something, you know, from a going to movie or, or um, just kind of t- taking my mind away from mm-hmm. um, what, what you know, in the bog down of the hardness sometimes like, um, you know, and I, I may sometimes, you know, someone, it, you know, may send me something and maybe, you know, humorous, uh, you know, seek to laugh, but just, you know, uh, kind of because laughter, laughter really is, is important too. Um, mm-hmm. So, so those, you know, some I just, you know, ride or get away, or do do things like that. Just, you know, uh, um, the, you know, pray. Those, those things like I do, you know, kind of not to be, you know, feel like so overwhelmed and, and burdened down. Hey, 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 y'all! Listen, it is time for some action. If you are enjoying the content that you've been listening to, I need you to rate and review. That's it. That's all. Make sure you go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review it for us. We appreciate you so much. Let's get back to some resilience. Gotcha. Gotcha. Those are um, some great tips and tricks, everyone. So I hope you hope you picked up on that. Um, what was it like attending um, an HBCU? What was that experience like? Let's ch- we're going to change the change the yeah. gears real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the HB, you know, TSU, Texas Southern, when I went to Texas Southern, it's always been known for the Tiger Walk. It's this big, long, long walk, long spot down on the campus, like in the center of the campus uh, next to, you know, you have the, the Sawyer Auditorium. You have different things in the middle of it, but all of that big Tiger Walk and all the fraternities, their, their information is on the Tiger Walk. And, that's where, like, you know, where I don't want to say it's like it's. I'm not saying it's like freak niggas on the Tiger Walk, but I'm just saying the Tiger, <laughs> the tiger Walk was like the the Tiger Walk was just like the spot to be. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. And okay. so, um, but when I went to TSU, I mean, you know, Megan the Stallion wasn't going there, and uh, uh, you know, there was no College Hill on the campus then. Mm-hmm. But to, Texas, you know, attending an HBC, you learn a lot, you, you gain, and the, and the connections uh, 
I, I feel like though I still haven't made the connections that I should have made, but but the experience of of you know being a part of you know the culture, the band, the the, the games, the the, the uh, association is just an experience you'll never. It's unparalleled that kind of experience to, to have. So um, I, I I went to TSU after you know doing undergrad. I mean doing community college. I started. I didn't start at Texas Southern originally. I did community college. Then mm -hmm. went to Texas Southern. So um, I I had a great. I didn't I, I didn't have a full time experience. I wasn't on campus all the time. Like I didn't stay on campus. But I but I had the experience of of. Uh, enjoying the time, you know, even in the midst of working and you know, going to school, enjoying that time of, of being on uh, and, and, you know, being meeting people and, and you know, having fun, um, and, you know, on the campus. And, and, you know, so that, that I had that experience. Uh, it was different though, because it was some years ago then, uh, but I would say um, it, it may be the same as now. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, that's something I wanted to, I want I wanted to know because I have a lot of friends who have been to HBCUs and it's just you can you can like you can tell mm -hmm. who's been to an HBCU and who hasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it's just yeah. something about the way you carry yourselves. The swag, um, the, the, the that's confidence. that swag and that confidence, absolutely. You exude it and it's like, how can I get that? Mm. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I have a friend of mine, he just told me about, I should pledge, um, he's talking about he would help me in that sense, you know, some of the, some of the reason with HBC, some of the, I mean, even with the Greek culture, you know, mm -hmm. and other things that kind of builds that, kind of, it can build that sweat. And I mean, like I said, I, I grew up, I'm, I wasn't a confident individual. I wasn't the life of the party growing up, but I had people encourage me. And they would say, you know, I said my aunts and other people, and they would just like speak, you know, they would say good things about me. And I started to, I finally believed it. I started to believe I looked, you know, I started to believe, you know, I could dress. I started to believe I looked good, you know. Yeah. And, and um, you know, because I thought, you know, growing up, I, I was nervous, you know, but, but I, you know, I started to believe what they poured into me after a while. So I think that's kind of what H that's kind of really what HBCUs do to a degree also is kind of pour into that belief and that, you know, belief in yourself and believe who you are and that you're somebody that you're, you know, destined for greatness or, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And you're surrounded by um, people who whose life experience. Yeah. Um, maybe that maybe it's not directly, you know, alike, but we all share that that one common thing and um that if that's all we got that yeah. is enough yeah. to build that bond that yeah. you know that connection yeah. you know okay um you you've been saying that you like to read what is what's your favorite what's your top let's say your top two books this is going to be surprising uh, there's a book by john grisham the firm and uh, the coldest winter ever. The Soldier. coldest winter ever. <laughs> yeah, um, so, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm not getting them. In, I mean, I, I read the Bible, uh, but, but, um, yeah, as far as you know, novels, I would say those. Two, as far as books, you know, 
the coldest winter ever. I read that when I was in like, I think I was in like ninth grade. I'm oh my goodness gracious, that was a book. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the first ones that um, caught, caught my attention. Yeah, uh, was that book? Um, you know, you have other books. You know, Mother to Son. You have other books. You know, from Likes and Views and other other. I can't you know think of those, but uh, I mean I can think of them, but but uh, those two come to mind. Do you prefer um, audiobook or actually having the book in your hand and turning the page yourself? I I, I don't know. I guess I'm old school. You know, I, I, it's a gentleman. Uh, you know, actually, I mean, he he has a book coming out, and and I was I was going to ask him even about is his book in, in paperback because I guess I, I guess I'm just a, I don't know. I'm a paper person, so mm-hmm. I, I prefer the the. You know, most people prefer audio and Kindle, but I prefer the, the actual copy myself. Yeah, it's 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 nothing like finding that quiet time where you can sit down and actually open a book and flip the pages and yeah, and have uh, a marker and flip it. And yeah, it's, that is yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what, what, what makes Kelvin Kelvin? Like, what is it that makes you stand out amongst everyone else? What do you think it is about you that gives you that extra oomph? Mm. Mm. Well, I, I believe my, my, my belief and my, my uh, and, and it's, it's not a rah-rah, like, Eric Thomas type, but it, but it's a, it's an excitement. It's a, it's a conviction. I would say, I don't, that word, you know, it's, it's a belief in, in what I, what I'm talking about, it's passion. Mm-hmm. I would say passion, passion about what I believe in, being passionate about what I believe in, what I'm conveying to the audience. So what I'm conveying is, is what is, separates me. Um, and I believe, you know, I've, I've, you know, my intellect, and and, uh, and and passion for what I'm speaking about and what I what I believe in that yeah. I, that I really believe in what when I believe in something I have a tenacity about it uh, and, and, a, and a you know and have a, a passion about what I what I stand on. Nice. I think that's what separates me. I I don't well I you know I, I get in trouble. I don't want to say I, I think a lot of people some some people are they're great at what they are but they don't have. Um, they, they don't stand on anything so they don't they don't have a stand that they take on anything in particular they kind of waver mm-hmm. without that foundation you just mm-hmm. you don't have yeah. it yeah. yeah yeah perfect perfect um do you have any advice or any anything any bonus information that you'd like to share with with our listeners um I don't know if we've already said find a mentor or coach. Mm-hmm. Um, have someone that you know that can they can hold you. Uh, you know, we we need people that that uh, that are going to help us to to not uh, be comfortable, but but that's not going to coddle us, but they're going to challenge us. Mm-hmm. You know, people that can challenge you, challenge you to be better, challenge you. You know, there's a believe Jim Rohn have Jim Rohn had a quote said that. You'll be where you are in the next five years based upon the people that you meet and the books that you read, uh, your association. So you want you want to have people in your life that that uh, 
you know, they, they can help you, you know, they, I mean, you can have fun with them, you know, party with them, but people that can challenge you, that want you to be better, that, that, that want to, that encourage you, that, that, you know, if you're wrong, they're going to tell you, they're not going to always, you know, tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to hear. Uh, so, um, so, you know, have a mentor, have a coach, um, you know, don't beat yourself up. We, we make mistakes, but we, we get back up. So, um, that's that's what I was saying. Nice, perfect, perfect. Um, it's really, really important to have that support system. Um, and yeah, what I've learned over time is that that support system is ever growing, ever changing, ever evolving. Mm -hmm. There are some core people in it that will always be in it, no mut, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, there are some people who are in in your life for a season. Yes. Um, to, yes. To teach you, to teach yeah. you whatever it is you need to know. Yeah. Um, and then they go away and it's absent and it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, you can't, you can't be this big, tall, beautiful tree and still hold on to those dead leaves. They have to fall yeah. off. Yeah. You know, so, so knowing that everything is a cycle and being able to navigate that is, is very, very important. Extremely important, yeah. Perfect, yeah, absolutely. Um, how can we support you? What? How can we find you on Facebook, Instagram, your social media? Yeah, I don't know why I'm getting my IG back up. It, I had an Instagram page uh, when I when I was doing like, and I'm still a life insurance agent part time, but mm -hmm. I had an Instagram page that was up, but for some reason it was put down. I had to get it back up, but you can find me. Uh, on Facebook, Kelvin Weathers. You can find me on LinkedIn, Kelvin Weathers. Um, uh, you can also um, you can go to Amazon and get the book, uh, Still I Thrive, or you can uh, you can contact me or email me uh, about the book. Uh, but you can find me, Emmett. You'll find me on Instagram. You can find me. Uh, you can email me. Uh, you know, KelvinLW at hotmail.com, or you can uh, find me on LinkedIn under my name or on. Um, on um uh at facebook under my name as well so um yeah I've, um you'll see me around i'm, I'm pretty sure. i mean people can they can find me they can google me they'll, they'll find a lot of they'll find a lot of stuff on google uh, <laughs> you know, they'll find the good the bad they find the great uh and whatever they want to find almost if they google so you know we google everything now so so um definitely um and and then um um, hopefully, I, I believe I need to, I, I may start a podcast, so you may find me there when that, when that comes out. Oh, I'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah. I, awesome. I've been putting it off. I've told individuals who work for colleges about, you know, interviewing them for it, but, um, I, I just, you know, need to put my foot down and, and get it done. It's, listen, this is probably one of the best things I've done. Um, even on days when I'm like absolutely exhausted mm. and I know I have to record, mm. I am pumped mm. because it's just like, you know, this is what, this is one of the things that I'm supposed to be doing is interviewing people and having your stories impact other people and allowing yeah. them to, you know, thrive and ultimately have a greater human experience. So, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. The podcast is the podcast life is is a life that I definitely highly recommend. 
wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Perfect. So um, we're going to wrap it up, but I have one final question for you. Sure. Sure. What does resilience mean to you? Uh, means taking no for an answer. Uh, taking not taking no. Uh, you know what we do, what I do in sales, is basically take you. You got to get three or four no's before you let somebody go. Um, but but it, it means that you don't let circum you don't let life circumstances defeat you because uh, you don't you don't let um, negative experiences defeat. Yeah, or, or grip you to the point where you don't keep going in spite of them, and because you know we. Uh, so uh, that's what resilient means to me: keep pushing, to keep going, to to excel in spite of circumstances, in spite of adversity, in spite of even you know the things that you have no control that uh, affect you. That uh, but you still continue to move forward in spite of it. That is. Um... That is resilience in action. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to give the technical. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I don't that is. think, you know, the technical definition of yeah. you know, I, uh, overcoming adversity or about, you know, uh, but uh, I'm just taking note, continuing to, to push, uh, in, you know, continuing to push forward. Finding, finding that anchor. Um, I believe yeah. you find that anchor and no matter what it is, you can keep going because you have that anchor. Yeah, um, yeah. You you find your way through the obstacles. You find your way through mm-hmm. the tragedies and the trauma, and mm-hmm. uh-huh. you just you just find it in you that grit to keep going. Yeah, yeah, the grit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that. Uh... That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, Kelvin, thank you so very very much for spending a little time with us today. Um, I appreciate you you know, hanging out and, and even reaching out to me, um, to say, Hey, like, I want to jump on there. Yeah. 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 It's it's been a pleasure to be a part of this. Uh, you know, you got a great, great thing. People need it more than ever. I mean, resilient people need to, to know about resilience. There, there are individuals who have books, you know, resilience, rerouting, whatever, uh, what, I mean, that it's, it's, we, we need to know that even though life is, is difficult, that we still can overcome, you know, with suicide on the rise, team suicide, all that's going on, we need to know we can, we can still, we can still push forward. So Deb, thank you. Thank you for being a part, for hanging out with you today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And I want you to remember one thing. Resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.